ومن أحسن قولا ممن دعا إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من المسلمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد one of the things that I always stress upon is that parents need to really teach their children and always remind their children about the fact that there is nothing that can change the standard of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. See, in our deen, there is something called halal and something called haram. And there's something called fiqh, by the way. And fiqh and sharia are not the same things. For example, fiqh comes from the word faquha yafquhu, which means to understand something. And that means that there's going to be a standard fiqh, and then there's going to be some aspects of fiqh that are going to change from region to region and situation to situation. So hence, fiqh is not black and white. So fiqh is one thing, but then you have sharia. And in our sharia, there are things that are halal and things that are the haram. For example, Nu'man ibn Bashir an, in a hadith um, narrated by uh, Nu'man ibn Bashir that the Prophet mentioned Al-Halal ubayyin wal-Haram ubayyin that Halal is very clear and the Haram is very clear. But what is happening today is that we are seeing a shift and we're seeing a change that people are trying to find ways to either normalize the wrong that is doing or they're trying to take away the magnitude from the sin, meaning that they're they're trying to, you know, they're trying to really um, develop this mindset that there's nothing wrong with the sin, or the sin is only a sin and nothing major. And this is where the problem begins to occur. When we begin to normalize what is wrong, when we begin to make what is haram into halal, that is the problem that we have. Now, we see that in our society, when it comes to doing something that is wrong, there's going to be four different groups of people. Either you're going to have that one group of people that will stay away from the wrong, you're going to have that one group of people that they see the wrong happening and they still just stay quiet. You're going to have the third group, which is going to promote that wrong, meaning that they're going to say that the people who are doing wrong, they're absolutely fine and you should not just bother with them and they will, they will endorse them. And then the fourth group is those who are the actual transgressors against the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or in public they do things wrong. Now, what happens is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions the story of Bani Israel. And in there, He mentions three different groups of people. وَاسْأَلْهُمْ عَنْ الْقَرْيَةِ الَّتِي كَانَتْ حَاضِرَةَ الْبَحْرِ إِذْ يَعَدُونَ فِي السَّبْتِ إِذْ تَأْتِيهِمْ حِيْتَانُهُمْ يَوْمَ سَبْتِهِمْ شُرَّعًا وَيَوْمَ لَا يَسْبِتُونَ لَا تَأْتِيهِمْ كَذَلِكَ نَبْلُوهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَفْسِقُونَ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that there was the Bani Israel, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had stipulated and ordained upon them that you cannot do any kind of business on the day of Sabbath, on the day of Saturday. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to test their commitment, their religious commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah caused the fish to come up the most on the day of Saturday. Now what Bani Israel they began to do is that they thought that to themselves that, okay, we won't fish, but perhaps we can find a loophole in the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we will work our way around the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and let's put our fishing nets on Friday and on Saturday we will stay away from business, we won't do anything and then on Sunday we'll go and collect our nets again and inshallah we'll catch a lot of fish. Now at that time there were three different groups. The group that committed wrong, 
the group that told these people that do not do this, and then you have the third group that were telling the people who were who were endorsing what is right, they were telling them that just leave these people alone and just mind your own business. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentioned that He saved those who were, who were endorsing the good, who were reminding them that what they're doing is wrong. So the people who were endorsing what is right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed those who transgressed against the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, interestingly, we find in the Quran that Allah did not even mention the third group. Allah did not mention that group that told those who were doing Amr al-Ma'ruf and Nahi al-Munkar to stay away and just to mind their own business. Allah did not even mention them. Now, one thing that's interesting to, that we note in the Quran is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to show his displeasure about something, he either does two things. He either mentions, he does not mention them at all, or number two is that he mentions them in the third person. So here we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not even mention them at all. Now there's a very interesting story that we find in regards to this ayah. And this is a story about Qatada and his teacher Ibn Abbas. Now Ibn Abbas is reading the Quran and he's reading this ayah in the Quran. And Qatada comes and he sees that his teacher is busy reading. So he just sits back. And you know one thing that we find very common, especially when it comes to many Islamic seminaries and so forth, Part of proper adab and respect is that people will sit back and they will wait for the teachers to finish. Either they're reading a book, or they're engaged in salat, or they're engaged in dhikr and so forth. But it was just part of that adab and that respect. And I remember even myself, when I would go to my own teachers and I would want to ask a question, but I saw them that they're busy with something, I would not go and tap them on the shoulder and so forth. But it was just part of that adab and that respect that you just sit back and you wait for them. You wait for them to ask you that if we need anything or not. Unfortunately in America we don't see that too much. Anyway, so Qatada he sits back and he's just waiting for his teacher to ask him and then he begins to see his teacher crying. So he goes to him and he says that why are you crying? And remember Qatada is a tabi'i. A tabi'i is someone who, who visits or who has seen or has met a sahabi. So he meets Ibn Abbas and then he says, why are you crying? And he's telling him that, look at this ayah, why should I not cry? Look at this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not even mention the third group here in this ayah. And then he says to Qatada, he says, Qatada, how many times do we see people doing wrong things? and yet we don't say anything. Now, it's important first of all to understand that this is where there's a very well-known hadith of Prophet ﷺ that fits into this situation. And that is the hadith, مَنْ رَآ مِنْكُمْ مُنْكَرًا فَلْيُغَيِّرْهُ بِيَدِهِ فَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِعْ فَبِلِسَانِهِ فَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِعْ فَبِقَلْبِهِ وَذَلِكَ أَضْعَفُ الْإِيمَانِ Basically the Prophet ﷺ is saying that if when you see something wrong that is going on, it is part of the nature of a believer that you have to do something to stop it. So once again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that do not be amongst those group or that group of people that will just say, okay, just mind your own business and do not stop them. We should not be amongst that group. We should be amongst those who will address the wrong. There's two ways of addressing the wrong. Either you're gonna address it physically or you're gonna address it verbally. The Prophet is saying, uh, you stop it physically. Now, there are some people who just don't have that stamina, who do not have that inner strength to go and stop something physically. They're probably shy internally and so forth. So the Prophet said, then they then say something verbally. 
But then you may have some people who are verbally so weak inside that they just do not have that confidence to go and say something. They're either scared of something and so forth. And there were Sahaba like this too. For example, Hassab bin Thabit radiallahu an, a very calm Sahabi who could not, you know, do what many Sahaba could do. So the Prophet is telling us that if you find yourself in this kind of situation that you can't do anything about the wrong, the last resort is that make sure you always consider it a wrong in your heart. As long as a believer considers what's wrong is wrong, and in their heart they mean it that it is wrong, then they inshallah will be um, steadfast upon their faith. But the minute in our heart we begin to believe that, oh, what's wrong with it? For example, we all know there's no sugarcoating about it. Islam has mentioned that homosexuality is haram. It is haram. So now when you have people who say that, oh, you know, this person is homosexual, that person is homosexual, and it's all fine, they're a good person and so forth. Once again, this is where we begin to meddle into the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We begin to start manipulating these kind of laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember that we cannot do these kind of things. This is where our iman begins to decline. You know, today I hear things such as that, oh, this person is committing a sin. But do not tell them that they're committing a sin because you may hurt their feelings. As if now we've got to this point that to even tell a person that they're doing something that is wrong, it's wrong in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has declared it wrong. The Prophet has declared it wrong. Yet we won't tell that person that they're doing something that is wrong because we may hurt their feelings. What about the feelings of Allah? What about the feelings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What about their, what about their matter and, and what about their opinion? This is why it's very important. I'm not saying that you go and you call this person out in public and you call this a person a sinner in public or whenever you see them, you say, oh, sinner, what's up? You don't say these kind of things. Of course not. That's not what our deen has told us to do. But at the same time, when you start saying that, oh, a sin is not a sin because you may hurt their feelings. Oh, this person is doing something that is haram, but it's fine because they are a good person. This is when we begin to start manipulating and we start changing what Allah has made haram into halal, or we begin to normalize the haram, and that is where the decline begins. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have to always remember that what is wrong is what is wrong, and it, is, it will always be wrong, no matter what culture says, no matter what time says, no matter what era we are in, if it's wrong and Allah and His Prophet have declared something that is wrong, it will always remain wrong. If it's something that there is halal, it will always remain halal. And the minute, if, if, we, if we don't have the stamina or the strength to stop something that is wrong, at least in your heart, always remember that you think and you know that it is not right. As long as you can, you still have that same feeling, and as long as you respect the the, the opinion of Allah and the and the opinion of the Prophet ﷺ, that is what matters most in this kind of situation. But the minute you start changing what Allah and Prophet ﷺ has declared what is wrong, what is wrong and what is right, that is where we are going to be declining in our faith. And that is where we won't have a standard left in our deen. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our iman and to protect the, the iman of our upcoming generations. Amir Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wa barakatuh. إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْقَانِتِينَ وَالْقَانِتَاتِ وَالصَّادِقِينَ وَالصَّادِقَاتِ وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَالصَّابِرَاتِ وَالْخَاشِعِينَ وَالْخَاشِعَاتِ 
والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما